are you looking at me by the way yeah i can see you i can see you great i can see you too i can see you too this is strange this is different this is a different one but we're gonna get through it like we have to in these times i know zoom 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 all right in we go our, our first zoom oh it's beautiful all right let's do the music do the music Hello and welcome to It's Time to Go at Big Brother Australia podcast. My name is Jane Shepherd, and for two points, I'm nominating COVID. For one point, I'm nominating my co-host, Ben Myers. Hey, you sound, it sounds, it's funny hearing it over the Zoom. You know, I hear it is in person it? all the time. Now I'm hearing it like through the, through the computer software. It's great. We're back. We're back on Zoom. <laughs> they, they can't stop us. This is our first time on, no one's going to stop us. No. Um, this might be a little bit of a road bump for our, uh, for our podcast that's doing so incredibly well. Mm. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. COVID is to us what the white room is for the contestants. That's a great analogy. That's a great uh, comparison. How long is the, uh, just out of curiosity, yeah. how long is the delay between when you stop talking and when I start talking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping it's not too bad. No, I think it's fine. I'm pretty sure it's all fine. Uh, let's, I feel like we shouldn't, did you nominate me already for two points? Yeah, oh, I for one you. point? Okay, yeah, you, you got one me. point. I always nominate right. you for one point. Yeah. I know, I just, I was, I remember last time I cut, like last week's episode, I cut you off early. Oh, um, true. And then I was just wondering if I did that again this week, but you've already nominated me. I'm up for eviction. Uh, we're the hosts. We've done that whole introduction thing. <laughs> let's talk about, should we talk about the show? Should we get right into the show as opposed to let's... talking about COVID like everyone else loves doing, including me? Well, we can only talk about COVID so many times. We've been talking about COVID for a while now, and I feel like people just want to hear about uh, little old Big Brother. What did you think of this week? Oh, right into the deep end. Holy shit. Yeah. Give me your uh, overall thoughts. Man, I, I don't know if I even have overall thoughts. I mean, after the way things wrapped up last night, it's like that's sort of just fresh at the top of at the top of my mind and everyone's mind. I think yeah. it was a pretty grand, uh, not finale, the grand finale is next week, but it was a pretty spectacular, it was, it was an explosive finish to the week. It was, I felt like the whole week was building to this moment and everything before that moment was pretty trash. Oh, right. Okay. No, so, in terms of not trash, but like it just felt a bit slow. Recap me of what happened earlier in the week. So in the first episode of the week, um, Chad wins the comp where they're on like the, the wobbly boards. The wobbly board challenge. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, a classic. And, and he puts up Kieran and Matt and Kieran goes home. Even before that challenge though, they were just like chilling around. They're like, yeah, we're the final six. Um, yeah. the, the it was Kieran. Episode, Kieran, was the, Kieran was the main dude doing that. Well, I think Kieran loves to chat and the other people don't like to hear Kieran talk at all. <laughs> As we see in the white room with Sophie. Sorry, continue. Sophie did, Sophie did well in the white room. Sophie did well. It wasn't even like a day though. She was, they made it look like it was several days, but it was only, I think like just over 14 hours or so hours apparently. But a fair few people on Twitter were like, look, if I was in the white room with Kieran, I'd be going nuts too. I would too. But what did you think of Sophie's spectacular performance that she put on in the white room? In what way? The, the like theatrical, um, like writing on the wall. You mean that? Writing on the wall, revenge is a bitch. Yeah. Storming around, plotting revenge. 
just like the the speaking out loud as if she was like psychotic or about to have a meltdown. Maybe she was, maybe she wasn't. Who knows? We'll have to ask her when we talk to her. Maybe Sophie's smart and realizes that, hey, I'm on a TV show and I can't go to the diary <laughs> yeah. room right now. So many, <laughs> so many people on Twitter were like, this is so scripted. This shit is so no, made up. No, 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 no. It was just like, it was just, it was just a bit, it was just a bit of a theatrical performance from Sophie. And she, she gave us something and whether it landed with you or not, whether it worked out extremely well, uh, it varied. It varied between, you know, there was a mixed response in even my house, uh, you know, of like of what we thought of uh, Sophie's little uh, outburst, what uh, white room outburst last night. Sorry, I'm losing losing my shit today. This, uh, so you're Zoom, in the white room. This Zoom thing's really throwing me off. Ben, we've got to adapt. We're <laughs> in lockdown. Adapt, adapt or perish. This is just our first our first Zoom. This is my first uh, Zoom call ever. It's my first proper Zoom, Zoom call. I know. Well, so well, considering it's our first Zoom call, uh, please make do. Please uh, forgive us. This is, is our first, and next week we can only—it's all onwards and upwards from here. Just know that. If only we lived in like WA, we would be fine right now. We would be like together. With, if only uh, we lived in Broken Hill. Casey, Casey, if you're listening, could you put us up in your house for a week? Can we stay in- for like an, until the Melbourne lockdown's over, <laughs> just to just to host this podcast? You can be the new. Uh, co-host Casey can be the new the permanent third co-host we can't get to her man did you hear about the people who tried to get to Adelaide uh, on the train no so you know like um, like freight trains right yeah I know I used to work for a freight company yeah no literally four people jumped on the train once it started moving and they hid <laughs> away till they were spotted at one of like the um, like the halfway points yeah that's brilliant yeah it's it reminds like, uh... me of like Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, I was gonna say like an old like hobo film or something. Yeah, I get, yeah, I can see that. Or what they do in uh, what's that film with uh, Weather Millers? How they try and cross the border and smuggle drugs in the RV across the border. Yeah, and... but the thing is, you can't get an RV across the border though. Yeah, no, but I'm but I'm saying like the equivalent of it being a train, and I remember like the um the cops at the border smell or like the sniffer dogs detected yeah. like they smelled something and they were the cops were about to get on the on the rv to search it right yeah and then they go if there's anything you want to tell us about what's in this rv as soon as we open that door and start searching like there's nothing we can do to help you and then just as they open the door three um quote-unquote aliens illegal aliens drop from under the bus like from under the rv and start running and making a break for america and then they go after them um that's what i'm thinking of fair enough i just want to say that in our house that's one of our family's like favorite films where the millers, millers. no way yeah. i said i saw it like in, in <laughs> i saw it in the cinemas <laughs> why are we talking about where the millers <laughs> let's talk about i did no, bring up <laughs> yeah the freight train which is well, because we were talking about covid which is still all of it is none of it is relevant to big brother no um let's get back on track no i want to know what your family thought who was on whose side in the myers household who was on first of like, all don't, don't fucking talk about my family on here bitch <laughs> don't fucking <laughs> don't say my name <laughs> um that, wait who was on no 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 um i'm just pissed no um <laughs> So you want to make it personal? Let's fucking do it. <laughs> Let's, Let's do it. Um, who was it? No, no, there was no sides. It was all just, I think everyone's pretty in love with Sarah at the moment. 
Oh yeah, I. Everybody <laughs> loves Sarah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Are we are and we on the Sarah train? Are we on the Sarah train now? How, I've been on the Sarah train for the whole time, but Ooh, the problem is, okay. the problem is, you had to be kind of quiet about it because we weren't seeing much of her. We weren't seeing much of her, but yeah, uh, just another example of when it came down to when the numbers are little, she's really uh, she's a beacon of hope for all of us. I've known that she's lived out our way from the very start. Yeah, from Melbourne's southeastern suburbs, as she put it herself last night. Yeah, but like not even that on the official, like under release photos, whatever you want to call it. She listed Pakenham. <laughs> as oh what as a yeah. As her place of residence. How, why have well, you got, how have you got access to the, their release forms? <laughs> you no, got- not, <laughs> not the release forms. I swear it was on like the Channel 7 page where they put up like photos and ad list where they were from, right? Matt from, Matt from Broken Hill, Sarah from, Broken from Hill. Pakenham. Hey, think- so let's talk about Matt from Broken Hill for a sec because... He did uh, well last night. Yeah, but I want to talk about the ABC and Think Tank with Paul McDermott for a second. Everyone's known about this from the very start. Have you just found this out yesterday? No, I used to watch Think Tank, haven't watched Think Tank for a while, and then yeah. was watching Think Tank just the other night and realized, oh, it is Matt from Broken Hill. And Paul McDermott actually introduces him each episode as Matt. He's from Broken Hill. Oh, that's um, perfect. Yeah, it is. Um, so they sort of just, yeah, he's uh, working across all platforms. He's a, a superstar here in Australia now across all networks. Wasn't his like, job that he introduced on the show like working in the mines or something? Yeah, a, spa, a Sparky or something. Sparky? Mines. A Sparky in the Mines. A Sparky in the Mines. Which was weird because one of the questions on Think Tank this week was, oh, well, the impossible question, when they get to the end, they have the impossible question. And the question was, according to the 2016 Australian census, which occupation makes the most annual salary? And I was thinking to myself, minor, it's a go- it's a, because this is like the impossible question because no one in the Think Tank was able to guess this. And I was thinking, it could well be minors. They work some long, hard hours. And not even Matt get not even Matt guessed it, but I got it. I outthunk all the thunk tank, the think outthought all the think tankers. Well, Ben from Mount Martha, you should be on Think Tank. I'm applying. If uh, yeah, I'm I'm applying. If all falls through with the podcast, no, don't. <laughs> You've got to apply for Big Brother next year. Ah, uh, we'll see. I don't want to get into that. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> oh, let's move back to the show. Um, let's let's rewind the clock back a bit. I want to talk about Tuesday's episode. Uh, there was a lot of discourse online. Dan wins the comp, which was like the... You had to there, unlock. Was dis- there was discourse online? There's always discourse online. <laughs> okay. All right. Continue. Hey, Twitter got hacked. I know, but we yeah. didn't miss. We don't have a blue tick. We shouldn't talk about Twitter getting hacked right now. Sorry. Continue, Dan. Why not? Dan Why can't What's- we? Uh, I feel like we've just been on Think Tank for a minute and I feel like we've been on COVID and I feel like we've been on Broken Hill and I feel like we're everything but Big Brother right now. So, One last question. I wonder if Sonia Kruger got hacked. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. Sure? Sweet. Uh, um, sure. I don't, even know, I don't even know what you'd post. Like if I had access to Sonia Kruger's Twitter account, what I, would, what I would do with it. I wouldn't know where to start. That would probably leak her messages that she sent to Gretel and when she was like, Gretel, you're so amazing <laughs> at hosting. How do I get better at this? I've been doing it for a long time, but you're the ultimate pro. Gretel, please tell me. And Gretel said, you're a lost cause. You're on your own well, here. Well, Gretel could be pretty harsh to sometimes a contestant, so I wouldn't be shocked. Yes, Gretel was... Uh, Sonia's finding a bit of a... Not a mean side, but Sonia's finding a way to sort of 
dig deep this season. That's more of a job this season yeah. is to during these uh, eviction nights when they're in the eviction room is to obviously prod around and get some good sound bites. It's working. It's definitely working. She's doing her job. She's not. She's not being mean, but she's making. She's begging them. She's sort of trying to uh, extract some form of confrontation or awkward moment in each eviction. In each eviction, I guess. Well, did you see she made like Sarah cry, and then Sarah had to dab her eyes with the little triangle cushion. With the triangle cushion that was like as big as her. <laughs> Sarah, <laughs> it was Sarah's the size so- of her face. <laughs> Sarah's so tiny. She's gorgeous. We love Um, Sarah. We love Sarah. Everyone on, like, I feel like no one online hates Sarah. Well, I mean, you've got people online talking shit about Matt, Dan. You've got people talking shit about about Sophie. Yeah. What about Chad? Not so much. Mm, Not so much. Not so much. Not so much. I think I saw one negative thing about Sarah. Why? On, on why I can't even remember. It was some moron who like misspelt Sarah and said Sarah is like it was like S A H A R. Oh yeah. S A H or yeah S A H R A. Yeah, some shit. Yeah, R A or something like that. Yeah, some. It was some. It was really like. It was only. It's. It was. It was. It was a spelling mistake. They made a spelling mistake. They're an idiot. Is what. Is what I'm trying to say. No, but the people. Everyone in the comments attack this person and not that i encourage that and not that i encourage that but i would agree that sophie does not deserve to be attacked online nor does anyone in the show nor does anyone they don't deserve to be attacked they maybe should be like critically talked about hey dude i just got a gift from zoom it says running out of time we've removed the 40 minute time limit on your group meeting so i'm gonna click love it and then I move. I didn't know we had a limit on how long we could do these for. Is that a problem? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. All right, I was cool, worried that, that eventually that, it would just like cut out. If we have to uh, pay for a Zoom subscription or something, that could well send this podcast under. That could be the end. Of, <laughs> that could be the end of us. Well, then we would just move on to like Skype. I feel like we just move on to Skype or um, risk that uh, sixteen hundred dollar fine. Is there a fine? <laughs> For, no, if we were to go, not oh, on Zoom, if we oh, were to go okay. and meet each other, if you were to come to my house, we were to do the podcast the way we've always okay. done it, in, yeah, a, cool. in a studio. Yeah, in a studio, well. In a, um, in a studio. Back to the show. No, this is, this is where it's crunch time. We're down to the final five, um, the, yeah. fa- the fake final five. Fake final um, five. Dan wins the, the comp where you've got to, like, unlock the chests and do the puzzle. Um. He does the smart thing. I can't criticize him for this. He does the smart thing. He puts Sophie and Sarah up. Yeah, it only makes sense. Who else is he supposed to put up? Sarah, um, Sophie's going off about um, Dan backstabbing him. Well, and it, and it, what I, I want to say first, Sophie. You say it. You say it. Before Dan won this challenge, or before, mm-hmm. yeah, before Dan won this challenge, Sophie was going up to Chad saying, I'm going to put, if I win this challenge, I'm going to put Dan and Matt up. And then when she gets nominated, she's going, what happened to this pact? What happened to this promise that we made with each other to make this final four pact that we made? It's the kind of thing. I've been betrayed. It's the kind of thing where you can like plead, like not guilty because you never did anything. You were just thinking about doing something. But then afterwards, like when the whole day she's been going around saying, I will be putting Dan and Matt up if I win the challenge, telling Chad this. 
And then when they put her up, she's going, I was loyal the whole time. <laughs> I was loyal the whole way through. <laughs> it's like, what no, went but like wrong? To, to be fair to Sophie, she had, her and had Chad had like four wins out of the last five comps and they never targeted Dan or Matt based did off they the actually ha- Did they actually have that many wins? Was I just not yeah. like paying attention to who was winning the challenges or some shit? Out, like they had won four out of the last five. The only other person who had won a comp was Casey and she put up Marissa and Kieran. Marissa. We can't do it in time this week. <laughs> we oh, can't damn. do it in time. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, well, yeah, okay. But anyway, anyway, I don't, I don't want to talk about um, the betrayal because, hey, Big Brother's all about games. It's about lies. It's about deals. And let's get wanna... into, then let's get but into. Let's get into what? The twist. No, 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 before we even get into that, once You're Sophie wanting to leaves, go Chronoloco again, aren't you? I'm, hey, 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 it's not about Chronoloco. I want to bring up a point, and I put it on Twitter. Did, did you catch this? I've been I've reading just, all your tweets. Some I've been agreeing with strongly, others... Eh. <laughs> That's okay. We're allowed to disagree. After Sophie leaves, uh, Dan and Matt are celebrating because they've pulled off the big move, and now they're in the final four. But then one of them says, I can't remember which one said it, they go, this is a win for the good guys. That was a weird one. And it's something that's popped up a few times across this show. I don't like when reality TV contestants decide themselves that like we're good and someone else is bad. Yeah, what are positions you as the good guys? Aren't you all playing a game? Aren't you all trying to get to this $250,000 uh has there been have they have have the supposed have the bad guys as you're framing them have they done something that we haven't seen are they actually bad what defines them as bad and what makes you good in comparison to them or what makes you better than them um yeah i I don't there's no there's no heroes and villains in this is there (laughs) like well no the the heroes and villains are not determined by the game players. It's almost determined by the public. But everyone within the game is equals. You have the equal amount of chances to win. You have the equal amount of chances to break promises. So I don't know where it's like where the good guys and Sophie and Chad were the bad guys. Mm. They're all equals. They might have just been good guys to themselves and they might have been the good guys to how they were imagining the public would perceive them in comparison to Sophie and Chad. Like, but other than that, meh. The only thing I can think of is that we're not seeing so much. Dan and Matt both used to work at the good guys. They formed an alliance called the good guys. And then they said, Hey, here's one for the good guys. It's one for the team of the good, the good guys at uh, the the broken hill. Good guys store. Is there yeah, a, is I, there a... I can't wait to ask them. I want to know, did they both work at, at the good guys? At the good guys. Hey, is the good guys gone out of business because of COVID? Or are they still uh, kicking? Well, my parents did a lot of shopping. I don't know if they did it through the good guys, but my parents during COVID <laughs> did a lot of shopping. They brought a fridge, brought a microwave. Oh, wow. I, surely, surely, they can, surely they at least considered going to the good guys then. I'm sure they shopped around for the cheapest price and that would have been their final decision. Good Guys has been coming up a lot in my life recently. Why? What else have you brought? No, I, I haven't. But just the Good Guys in general has been popping up in conversation a lot. The Good Guys store. Not Dan and Matt. The Good, the good Guys store. 
Fair enough, bro. Well, Dan, Fair Dan, enough. and Matt, Dan and Matt have been popping up a bit because I host a podcast talking about them every week. But um, other than that, just yeah. And even if you didn't host a podcast, you would still be watching the show with your family, and you might talk about Dan or Matt. Exactly. Um, but we wouldn't would never refer to them as the good guys. Nor would we refer to them as the bad guys. No, no, no. Well, you might, after some of the tweets I've seen this week coming from you, justify yourself. <laughs> explain yourself. What would you like me to explain? Uh, that tweet you said. The, the tweet you said here, where you said, um, "Dan and Matt, uh, what pieces of shit?" <laughs> <laughs> did I say that? I did not. No, you did not at all. Your your tweets were all very, uh, all a bit vague to stretch. Like for someone to even me reading them, I was like, "Who is Jaden trying to pin this on here?" But I like I, you could work it out. I could work it out. I'm not going to call someone. I would never call someone. A, no, a word. no, 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 no. Neither I'm would he, I. I'm here nor to do talk I. Nor about... do I. Nor do I think they are. I think they're. No. No. We're gonna we're gonna talk about what they've they've done in the game, not about them as humans. Okay, so you're a bit happy that they were wasting some sriracha sauce. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Did you, <laughs> you see the response I got? <laughs> no, was it a big response? Read, well, read the tweet. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna search right now. It was something along the lines of "wasting food is not cool or funny," and I didn't like I didn't <coughs> like I didn't like that. All right, here's the tweet. Is what you said. Here's the tweet. I said I get that he might be hard to live with and needs to learn some life skills, but watching them waste food for the dishes wasn't funny. Not one bit. Hashtag BBAU. Not one bit. And I got a response from this this guy on Twitter, who's a very friendly guy, and yeah. and, um, and I think his profile photo is like Richard Branson. Uh, okay. He's 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 back. No, but that's I get really weirded out when people have a photo that isn't them. Read read the tweet, and then we'll. <laughs> <laughs> and then if was... and then if I di- if I disapprove of what he says, then we'll look into who he is. And no, he was very friendly with me. He goes, "Why not?" Ha 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 ha. And then I go. <laughs> And I go, just didn't find it that funny. A bit immature. Could have still enjoyed him um, seeing him do the dishes all day without going and making the biggest muss possible and wasting food. So it was, the, then, it was the wasting food. Well, not just the wasting food. It's just like going over the top to kind of like watch him suffer. Yeah, like, Wait, I, I get it. I, I get it. I, okay, go for it. Go for it. No, 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 no. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Um, but the, the discourse continues. This guy uh, also says it was tomato sauce, hardly food. Lol. There was Vegemite. There was sriracha. There was a few things. There was a lot of. There was. A, it was a mix of things. It was a lot of different ingredients of spreads they were getting from jars and sauces they were getting from bottles and it wasn't a. It wasn't a lot of food. It wasn't so. Maybe it wasn't about the food. Maybe it was more about like the look that it gave off. That you were going above and beyond to kind of like to make someone to make someone. In saying sure. that, though, Kieran needs to learn some life skills. I think yeah, and I think that's where a part of this came from. I think yeah. part of them part of them is just like we want to see him not suffer so much. Well, there's a, there's a bit of that, but I think it was mainly we want to. This dude clearly can't do the dishes and hasn't done like a chore in his life. We want him to learn how to actually get his act together and like and and do something like just spend a bit of time doing something that 
no one, you know, not a lot of people want to do, be doing the dishes, but we want to see here, this guy spending a bit of time just helping the greater good of the house by just cleaning some, some dishes, but whether how they went about making that point or getting him to do that. Sure. I can, you could say that they may have, uh, wasted some uh resources some valuable resources in the process uh two things on that i would say i reckon a lot of the people in the house don't live at home they would have moved out mm-hmm. um and kieran yeah, obviously kieran, does kieran still has, live at home kieran hasn't yet yeah sarah is another one that lives at home but i think with the upbringing that she's had i reckon that she has those life skills did you cry watching watching um sarah's diary room chat with her mom last night i did because i i've been on sarah's instagram before and i think she's had a rough year and it was good to see her speak with her mom i laughed i cried i felt every emotion under the <laughs> under the sun during this uh this 60 dollar diary room phone call with sarah's mom was the best bit of the phone call when she asks did you make any friends yeah, I know. So sweet. That's like my uh, that's like my auntie or something when she's like asking me about how uni's going. Are you making yeah. lots of friends? Are you going out to bars and things with them? And what do you do? And her response was like even more adorable when she's like, "Oh yeah, I've met a former AFL footballer, yeah. a former Olympian, <laughs> a an Olympian." Oh, that was adorable. Uh, she's so a superstar, isn't she? She's a little yeah. superstar. I think if there was like a fan favorite, it would be her. Like if there was an award for fan. If favorite. she. Well, okay, so I want to talk about the fan favourites. How would this show look if it was old format and it came down to the contestants that mm-hmm. the public or you would want to see in the final three? I'm going to start it off with my personal who I would want to see in the final three and deserving personalities to be in the final three. You ready for it? Sure, sure. So, Casey? Sarah? Yep. Garth? Yep. Yep. The problem, yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. The problem is, though, that like some of the things we've seen that uh, may be interpreted as negative, the players never would have done that if it was the old format. Do you know what I mean? Sure, I agree. So our perspective is a bit skewed because they're not playing the old game and we've seen a few things. But you are right, they're big personalities that like come across as friendly. But these personalities, Casey, Sarah, and Garth, are all three that I would just consider to, in the house, were really just, given the format, were, I feel like we got to see, have gotten to see the genuine them in the show. Yeah, and they would have thrived in the old format. They're real personalities, even in this format, this style of drama and suspense and things being edited a certain way to fit the narrative of who's going to nominate who in each episode and each, episode and each uh, week's episode's arc. Um, <coughs> Good stuff. Their personalities were, we got to see that regardless of what was true or relevant to the storyline in that week. Yeah, yeah, 100% agree. I tweeted Ben Norris the other day. He didn't get back to me, but I was like, Ben, if your season was played like this format, who would have done well? And never got a reply. He would, well, yeah, but he saw it and thought, me, Ben Norris. But that's a, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, Ben, ben Norris um, could take home this season. I think another person that would have done well on a traditional Big Brother, even though we didn't see a lot of him, is probably Shane. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a good one. I think That's a good one. Personality. Um, That's a good example. I quickly, hey, as much as I, want, as I want to move away from the negative stuff, I want, I want one more piece for you to discuss. And this is probably why I was a bit like irked leading into the Dishes saga is because early on Monday's episode, they were sitting around. These people are bored shitless and mm. Kieran's talking nonstop. Do you remember this? Yes. 
I wrote the quote down. I'm going to give you the quote, right? Mm -hmm. Or I don't know if I even need to. But Kieran is sitting on the uh, the couch with Sarah and Dan. And he's saying, the way I see it, the Big Brother house is a puzzle. And you come in here uh, with one puzzle piece. Um, And then he goes, we're not idiots. You can't be an idiot and make it this far. Mm. And literally, like, Dan walks away to the kitchen. And he kind of mimics him. And he kind of goes, you can't be idiots to come in, uh, to come this far. And then he goes, um, I think you definitely can be one. Mm-hmm. And that's just like some of the negativity that I'm feeling leading through these episodes. Okay. Um, and discuss. If you and were we living... Still, we, yep. Go. If you were living with someone who was getting on your nerves constantly, yeah. right? Yep. I don't think Dan is the one to bitch constantly i mean we which we talk about ben norris let's look back at the 2012 season and say mm-hmm. ben norris and uh what was that girl stacy and Stacey. i don't know i shouldn't throw estelle in with it because she liked to pride herself off not bitching about people but, but they did. were constantly they were constantly bullying they were constantly bitching behind each other well, let's, not, let's not throw the, bu- throw the bullying word out there lightly ben the norris bullying's a big difference ben norris threw a cup of water in some kid's face Yes, I remember it. Over a oh. joke. He tells a joke and he throws... This is like night two, night, like yeah. three nights in, and Ben Norris throws a cup of water in this, in this little kid's face, like in this 18-year-old nerd, like not nerd, in this little 18-year-old in Bradley's face. I remember why. Do you, do you want to know what the joke was? I know exactly why, because he made it... You run... Actually, no, I don't want to get into the joke. Ben, there, there are people who have been in the house in the past Yes, who sure. have been a lot worse, like at like not only like talking behind people's backs, bitching and yeah. bullying than Dan. Yeah, agree. Dan, Dan, uh, never said anything. Uh, never said anything to uh, Kieran's face. I don't. I don't think he never went up to Kieran's face and threw a glass of water in it. I don't think. No, he, um, no, not that we saw. Not that we saw it from the edit. I don't think the bitching behind each other's backs has been too relentless. I really think it has just been them sort of walking around going, oh, Kieran really ain't pulling his weight. Yeah, but like once again, it's like you're comparing it to the old moments between people and we've now got the new format where we're like, we're barely seeing that. So who knows if it's happening even more or less. We can't talk about what we are or not seeing. We can only talk about what we are seeing. Given what I've seen, even the mo- in the moments of real frustration from Dan, for example, on the couch with Kieran, when right, Kieran's yeah. j- just talking nonstop and Dan's sort of just, he's just sort of sitting there and not responding. He's just sort of like, just, uh, it's getting under his skin, but he's not, he's not flipping shit like at, at Kieran for it. Like he's just sort of letting it go down and then he walks off, goes, makes a bit of a smug remark about it, which he's allowed to do and then moves on. No, but like I just I just want to bring up there obviously online is a lot of discourse between people not liking Dan and Matt, right? Yeah, sure. And I just wanted to bring in some of the maybe reasons people are feeling that way. And that's not the, to say the, that the, other the, people the, the boys' club, which so well, which which Sophie mentioned, which people are now catching on to online. Oh, I think I mean I think once the boys went to Chad and said, "Hey, how good would an all boys final three? Like, doesn't that kind of, like, solidify there's this idea of this boys' club? Yeah, it, it did. Well, initially this boys' club was Dan, Xavier, 
Xavier, Matt, um, and Casey. Yeah, but then even earlier on in the show, it was Talia and Zoe. In that club. You, it was, well, I would love, I want to hear from the contestants after the show. It did seem like that was a pretty tight knit group. So it's not like Dan's boys club. It's not like his intention was from the start. I just want a gang of big, tough boys on my side or some shit. Oh, it definitely wasn't his intention, but it's definitely the way the cards have fallen. That's what the way the cards have fallen. And now he's just sort of going, it's us in the final three. Not exactly sure why he feels the need for it to be a boys final three rather for, than, than it for to be him, his buddy, Matt and uh, Sarah. Oh, well, they think that Sarah would win. They think Sarah would win. Okay. Yeah. And they don't, oh, and they don't think Chad would be likable. So that's almost, um, uh, that's almost a compliment to Sarah's character. If anything. Yeah. I yeah. think, I think in the house, Sarah has shared way more of her life than we've seen on the screen because they keep mm. on saying, Oh, Australia would give it to her in an instant. They're so they'll be so um, sympathetic with her story, but unfortunately, we haven't seen her story. Um, just a bit, we, just a bit, just a, just a bit. But we haven't seen as much as what they know, so we probably don't feel the same way. Um, but but yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to get into maybe why online there is a bit of a a push and uh, pull between what people are feeling, and everyone can feel whatever they want. Well, I think the, the big thing now is, and it's a good point that I'm seeing is Matt is a sparky. He's a minor. He's got a job. Dan is a former AFL player. Um, Chad is an international model. Sarah is working at Bunnings. She's got a, she's a single, she's got a mom who's like a single mother of several children and she's yeah. struggling and she's like, it's by the sounds of it living below the poverty line. And Sarah's just wanting to win this money to save her family's life by the sounds of it. Absolutely, Sarah should win this. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, one thing I want to say quickly as well is, fuck you to Channel 7, whoever works in advertising. Next year, make sure there's no spoilers in your ads. There was? What was the spoiler? I've managed... Wow. So I live a lot of my life online. And there's I've been a been... lot of... Just real quick. I've been... Yeah. When the end of the episode ads come up, like when the episode finishes and the ad starts... Mm-hmm. I've been uh, cutting, I've been like just zoning out, stopping it there and just watching, watching no ads for it. Apparently the spoilers came from the ad that aired after the end of the very first episode that revealed when people like screenshotted it and zoomed up on it, they could reveal like the final seven and the final four. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, heard, that. I, managed, I heard that early on. I managed to avoid the spoilers for the final four. I kind of had a few people throwing things in my face um, it's just do a fucking better job. Well, no, there were some that people were calling from early though, like being, being like, oh, well, according to the, um, this, look at this screenshot from this trailer, it looks like it's Angela and Kieran that get to the end that are in the final three. And that wasn't the case at all. I would have never believed that. I knew there was no way those two were making the end. So let's talk about, uh, Kieran and, um, uh, sorry, not Marissa. Angela is who I'm talking about. Why are we talking about Angela? She's been gone for so long. Because Angela is yeah. the, Kieran is the first contestant in. Angela is the last contestant in. You can't tell me this twist this week isn't evolved around both of these people that they just saw as lovable characters and they thought were the best for the show being put in first and put in last and also were both given a second chance in the show for no other reason than the producers thinking they were good quality. I love the conspiracy. 
a it's lot not of a cons- it's not a conspiracy. This is so easily like spelled out. What other reason would they just give it to? Ah, oh, hey, we've got this. Uh, we've got this bunker with a screen in it. Angela, you've been evicted. Straight to this. Straight to this uh, bunker. Um, Kieran, you were the first person in. Uh, you've been evicted. Straight to this uh, white room that we've just can stretch a few extra days of content out for you know to, for you to be in our show. Yeah. Okay. Like I'll 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 say what I think. I think that the ideas that they've had for these twists were in place around a certain time. And then it's almost like they choose when to use it. Right. So I think the producers probably think, Hey, somewhere between the final eight and the final six and final five, whatever, let's use the white room for two people, but let's like see who it is first and then use it. So somewhere we'll, so we'll try to put it in somewhere around this time, right Mm. around the time that uh, Angela and Kieran get evicted. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I don't think it's as exactly rigged as you're exactly exactly when Angela and Kieran get evicted is when we will execute these plans. Roughly, exactly then. So let's say, let's go back to the original bunker. Let's say Angela didn't go that night, and it was like um, Marissa, and they're like, "No, it's not Marissa. Let's wait one more night to see who goes." And the next night, it is um, Chad, just randomly Chad they probably have a certain amount of like wiggle space where they want to put the twist in. Then they would have been like, Oh, we're going to have to use it on Chad. But I think in their wiggle space, Angela went out and they're like, Oh, this is perfect. This is gold. And they did it. So like, I don't think they're waiting for certain people to go out, but it's like almost like the convenience of it. That's my thought. Anyway, I would almost go as far as to say if Angela and Kieran were never evicted by the housemates and they were to just have by themselves made it to the final four we would have never seen the bunker or the white room. Wow. That's a big call. Big call. There we go. Big call. There's, there's, but, there's, no, there's no way of confirming that ever, but feel free to speculate online. Use the hashtag. It's time to go. Or what do we use? BBAU pod. Where'd, oh yeah. BBAU pod. That can be the hashtag. We, we don't need a hashtag. No one's tweeting us. <laughs> We're getting plenty of tweets. You're killing it on the with, on the Twitter game. Oh, if you're listening right now, send us a tweet. Make me happy. I'm sad because I'm in lockdown. Send me a tweet. Send us. BBAU pod. Um, yeah, look, we're never gonna know. I will say though, if we didn't have those twists, a lot of the season isn't as potentially interesting. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I was just like when Dan and Matt were upset when Matt went into the diary room and was pissed. Was legitimately oh, pissed. pissed. I, I can almost like I you could present an argument that hey yeah this was a twist and yeah we signed up for this and yes this is your game and you can do it however you want but give us like a good like give us a good reason as to why they above anyone else get a set Kieran or Angela above anyone else gets a second chance. What if it was legitimately random? If if it was legitimately a rando, as in yeah, wait, as in another random contestant. No, no, like, let's say, like, let's say, like, the producers were honest to God, they're like, oh, we were always going to do it at this time. Then it's like, you can't argue with that. Now, I'm not saying that's true, but... <laughs> Big brothers to get on the defensive and go, look, Matt, I promise you, I promise you I was always going to do this. Like... <laughs> you know what their problem is? If this was live, then Sonia could announce it before the evictions happen. Do you know what I mean? Sort of. Like a lot of, for example, the twists in America, and this is co- in American Big Brother, it's very common for people to come back in. They send them to like the uh, another resort without internet, and then they send like people back in whoever wins a comp. But 
how it works is they might they might wait till like um, people who have written in like uh, the middle of the game, the four people in the middle of the game. Um, it's announced to the audience as it's happening, so we know there's no tomfoolery. You're saying this is good? No, I'm saying that. <laughs> I'm saying that it's like I wish that there was a way that they could prove that it wasn't rigged. Sure. Yeah. Like because what I'm saying is on American Big Brother it's live, and let's say on one Sunday night um, the show ends for the week, and they're like, okay, next Sunday night there's going to be a twist. Whoever does this this week will have this twist on them, and at least that's like put out into the universe before it actually happens. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Straight up. Straight up. Yeah. yeah. So totally agree. I, if, if Big Brother Australia was live, they could do that. But instead, there's the fucking riggery. It's pre-recorded and the ads are just placed wherever. They, the, the ads are just placed like the week or the night before. Because, do you remember, like, for example, in like Big Brother, when it was on Channel 10, there was a season, I think it was the season with um, Camilla and the farmer David. Camilla. Camilla. Was the, Camilla. Camilla was one of the first two people evicted and the whole week, the audience knew that it was going to be a fake eviction and they would also be sent to a similar bunker. Yes, now, yes, 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 yes. Because the audience knew from the very start, no that's one could great, claim that it great, was rigged. That's a great example. That's a great Thank example. We, I want proof. I want proof that these aren't just rigged based off who the producers think will benefit the ratings of the show. I don't know how they can do it, but next year they need to prove it. I, I do understand how Matt and Dan can be frustrated, but I will point that there is so they many. They were pissed. They were, they were okay. They were so more than frustrated. Pissed. Holy shit! Um, I, dude, if I was them, I wouldn't be able to face Sophie either. I would not know what to do. <laughs> this is this is a warning for everyone who's on Big Brother next season. Expect the unexpected. People are probably going to come back in at any point. Yeah. Like in Big Brother America, it's so common that people come back in. They're not even like shocked. They're like, oh yeah, we assumed that someone would come back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But like well, the a, lot whole of, a lot of these people, a lot of these people haven't even watched like the old Big Brother by the by the sounds of it. I was watching Casey on uh, the Big Bro yes. Show this week. Did you watch Casey on the Big Bro Show this week? I watched like half of it. It was late at night, oh, but she. I watched half of it as well, but she just goes, "Yeah, I'd never even really seen Big Brother before." <laughs> I was like, "That's just so true to Casey's character. Just does not give a fuck. Has no understanding or like knowledge of the game, but just rocks up, kills it regardless." We're asking her about it when she um, when she comes on. Um, but like so much of this game is random. For example, like a week ago, Sarah won an advantage. Like if the a different person won that, it could have totally changed the game. Mm-hmm. You know, this week in the the task, there was a disadvantage for a certain person. Um, Sophie and Chad came in on day four. That's a disadvantage for them. The whole game mm-hmm. is like unfair. The whole game's fucking unfair, mate. There's nothing the fair thing, about the whole this thing. Shit. The whole thing's rigged. The whole thing's rigged. Uh, speaking of rigged, uh, not speaking of rigged. I'm just trying to find a clever segue, but I can't. Uh, we gotta wrap. The, we gotta. We gotta. We gotta wrap this up. Unfortunately. How long have we been gone for? How long uh, about, been four, gone about, for? about 45. About our about our limit. Holy shit! This has gone fast. Um, flew by. Is there anything else during this week that we really didn't cover? I think we got it all. We I think did we got not it all. cover. We did not cover the. MVP. Oh, you know what? We didn't cover. The MVP. No. One it. more thing before the MVP. Why the fuck did they take away the furniture and then give it back like two days later? Okay, so yeah, it was uh, it was them looking for some sort of something to show on television. They're low on content. They uh, they were really stretching for it this week. People pointed it out, and they were like, "Let's." It really was just let's take the furniture out, make them come into the diary room, and they can just have a joke with us, a gag with us about who they think stole it in the house. 
I want to see the raw footage of what they do within 24 hours because the old big brother, like I put this on Twitter, but you put Fitzy in a house with five other people. He could entertain all day. Well, I'm sure from what we hear from what uh, Sophie said to us in a DM, yeah. Dan was actually like really one of the funniest people in there. I'm sure and Dan I do, would. I do believe that, but it's like, show us some of it. Show us, yeah, we're just not getting it. Well, look at this uh, this Hannah and Kieran kiss that uh, supposedly happened. We didn't even get to see it. Maybe next year, maybe next year they'll show us some more kisses. Apparently there was some, apparently there was something with Xavier um, doing some shit with Dan wrecking his bag of Doritos or something, and Dan oh, apparently yeah. cracked it Xavier or something. So they are doing funny shit, so why aren't we seeing it? Because it just doesn't, as you put it, doesn't fit uh, the overall arc of the week's episodes. No, but, like, I would say that, like, if the episodes are split in half, right, mm. the first half is normally wasted time on a shitty, like, comp or challenge. The second half is, like, the actual non-challenge. Why isn't the, second, the first half just more, like, funny moments from the last couple of days? So either next year, and I know you're yep. working on a blog of what the changes should be next year. So either yep. next year, do that, inc- incorporate that, or do, like, a, a extra nights a week or, like, a, a different show that is like the daily show where we just see that shit going down. And if you want to stick true to this format of it being driven around um, people's strategies, votes, evictions, have mm. that as your, a separate show. You can do that and then have a separate show on whether you want to have it on channel seven or seven, two or seven mate or seven plus or whatever. Um, just have that. Let us see these people doing what they fucking do. hundred percent. Give okay. us that Casey. Give us that Casey spinoff. That Casey Tanning spinoff. Give us that Subong doing some more push-ups. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, who is the MVP for the week? It's kind of all over the place. Who was the MVP? Oh, I like. I want to. I want to give it to Sarah. Yeah, I was just about to say. Obviously, um, Dan and Matt won in terms of strategy, but Sarah, at the very right point, won our hearts. She won our hearts, and not only that, but it's like gets to a place where she's like, oh, little, little, it's so funny how she's like, oh, little old me, I'm actually like involved in this game now and I'm actually kind of an important person and, and, and an important vote and I play an important role in this house and people are actually trying to win me over as a, as a number and a vote. Like, look at me go. I'm actually a significant like player. <laughs> like, and she's almost like surprised by it. But yet yeah. all of a sudden she just sort of fell into that position, but now she like is an important player. So um, yeah, let's, not only did she... Uh, sort of land herself just in that position and was sort of pleasantly surprised by that, but she did win it, win our hearts over as well. So you call it, I know the MVP is your segment, you call it. No, I agree with everything you've said, 100%. Sarah, you're the MVP for this second last week of the show. Congratulations. And that says it all. Next week is the the finale. We've got three the episodes left. Finale. Get me tickets. I want to get tickets to go to Sydney and be at the uh, grand finale <laughs> show, the grand finale spectacular. Oh, uh, maybe if we message Sonia, she might be able to like hook us up with the government and fly us out. <laughs> One of those AFL uh, in negotiations with the Queensland government deals. No, but we'd then have to get a flight to Queensland with the AFL clubs and then a flight back down to Sydney. I will do whatever it takes. Or we could just go to the Gold Coast and then just go to Dreamworld and record up there. Record a special from there, from the abandoned, yeah. uh, the abandoned house or the abandoned auditorium. Oh man, that's on my bucket list now. One day, the, go to the rubble on the ground. It's literally just a slab of concrete now. And we'd have to peace. invite. We'd have to invite Mikey Goldman. Oh, Mike Goldman, you're more than welcome to come and join us. Yeah. It'll be a crossover episode. It's time to go and the Big Bro Show crossover episode. 
and we would have to get like some KFC and a PS2. <laughs> what? Wait, that's just what we bring, or we're gifted that? Um, no, we would have to bring it like KFC for the food, and then PS2. Remember when they used to you get a prize? You get like a PS2. Yeah, that's what I'm. That, that's why I'm asking. Like, would we just get it as get like a prize? Would we get that as our prize? Yeah, and then we could give it out to some random at Dreamworld and be like, "Hey, you've been evicted, but here's your PS2." That's a great idea. We should have our faces should be it should be us and Mike Goldman on the billboard where the Big Brother billboard used to be at the like at Dreamworld in the back corner of Dreamworld where you like walk up to the house. That'd be so fucking good. I want it so bad. All right, we're gonna wrap things up. This has been a Zoom call. <laughs> this has been. This has been. This it's has been. time to go. A Big Brother Zoom call. That's been good. All right, till next week, Ben. Bye. Peace.